baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, it is good to be back with you guys. It's, you know, Laura, you worked a lot during uh, my time away, yes? Yes, I did. I had one, I had the day after Christmas off on the 26th, but otherwise, yeah, I've been here on all the weekdays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it, uh, is it nice to be here with, when there aren't as many people around? I like that, but I, as a news person, it's a bummer because there's nothing happening. So slow. You still have to fill a newscast every hour <laughs> right, and there's nothing right. to talk about. Yeah. So I, that's hard. I, I feel like, and, and we talked about this uh, earlier today, I, I feel like I maybe took two days too many off. Steve Simpson told me the same thing today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you feel? Like, what makes you feel that way? Well, uh, I, and it's because I took every Friday off in December. Yeah. It just feels like, especially like in the progress of this show, I'm still sort of new at this, right? It's Mm -hmm. been about a year and a half that you feel like things were going pretty well. And then I interrupted the rhythm by taking all those Fridays off. And it wasn't too drastic. You're like four day weeks, kind of nice, still Mm -hmm. fine. But then like to take so much time off. Yeah. Just a little strange. I don't know. It just felt a little strange. I bet it did for you. I think that's your your personality too. You like to be on. You like yeah. the feedback. You like the right. showbiz. You you know you like it. Yeah, and I'll tell you, my family in Chicago was less interested in me putting on this show for them. <laughs> it was less. So I wanted to ask you about this because uh, when we visit my parents, yes, we stay in their house, mm-hmm. and it is strange as a 48, almost 49-year-old man, to be sleeping, like, in my sister's childhood bedroom. Yes. It's weird. I bet it is weird. What about your childhood bedroom? That, so my parents have a three-bedroom house. When uh, I was in high school, we built a uh, sort of a wall in the basement, Mm -hmm. subdividing that into two bedrooms. Got it. Because we had, I was one of four kids. Right. So I mostly shared a bedroom with my brother growing up. And when we moved to the basement, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I bet. I had my own room. Now my room was like enough room (laughs) for a closet, a full mattress, and a desk. Yeah. And that was about it. Yeah, there was enough room for me to like barely walk in between. Mm-hmm. Like they're just it was so tiny, but having your own space was so cool. Yes. Well, now, so when we come to the house, my brother also lives with my parents right now. So you've okay. got there's just a lot. So I feel weird sleeping in my parents' house, yeah. and also weird like my brother lives there, and it's like. Yeah. I don't know. It's just strange. And you don't want to be rude and be like, oh, I'm going to stay in a hotel. Yeah. I just think that's such like a middle finger to my family. Yeah. You just got to do it. I don't know. You just got to do it. You get over the awkwardness and relax a little bit and settle in. Five days. That's a long time. (laughs) 
It's it's a long time. When you're out of your own routine and out yeah. of your own bed for that long. Right. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, and I have, uh, both of our sons were there. So you got an 18-year-old, a 16-year-old. Yeah. It's just a lot. Where were they sleeping? They were on the bunk beds in my childhood bedroom. Okay. Okay. It's just a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that reminds me of just my, my whole feeling about the Christmas and New Year's holidays. I love them. I enjoy them. I enjoy the people. I love the stuff. I, I love all of it. But when it's over, I am ready for it to be over. Hmm. I am so ready. Yeah. Like our tree, I took our tree down on December 26th. You took it down already? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We have, you know, our tiny house. Yeah, yeah, and we had a tree in that tiny living room, and it just had to go. It's just too much. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I'm done now, and I'm re- I'm rejuvenated today. It's like kind of back to normal with a full newsroom and real news going on, and it's like, yes, the holidays are over. Sorry, people, but I'm done. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready also. Like, yeah. we had a great December, lots of great times with family yeah, and friends. Yeah, same. New Year's Eve, well, over this last week, I went to a party that a friend threw uh, in between Christmas and New Year's. Mm -hmm. That was Friday night. We were having so much fun, saw so many people we knew that we hadn't seen. Yep. And looked at the watch, and it was 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. Oh, we got to get out of here. That was a late night. Then on New Year's, we were at a friend's house, and... The, even despite everyone's best efforts to have a low key, <laughs> chill evening, one friend of mine loves cooking for other people. Oh, he nice! Loves it. That's awesome. So he was going to do it, but like we, we still have one course to go after the clock struck midnight. Oh wow! So that night we got home at two. No, at three in the morning. Mm. These are party animals. Laura, I am way too old to be getting home (laughs) at 2 or 3 in the morning. Did you text your parents and tell them that you were safe and you weren't driving? Well, we had to text our kids. We're like, we're okay. (laughs) It's very strange when you get home and you're like, oh, man, like I used to be able to bounce back from that. Oh, no way. Not anymore. No. No, I can't either. It's sort of sad. You're like, what happened? But also like, you know. Yeah. I'm not a kid anymore. You've Sorry. had plenty. You've done you've done plenty. I don't know. Uh and of course, like we had a plan and all of that stuff. Yeah. You know. Good. Uh they did let Anderson Cooper <laughs> and Andy Cohen drink again. I saw their initial shot of whatever they took, tequila or something, right on the air, right when they started at eight PM. Loved it. Speaking of traditions. <laughs> yeah. Um it is, it's just, it's the top of the hour. Right, 8 o'clock, top right. of the hour. Yes, and so we've been here for seven years doing this. Right. Um, and for most of those years... Are you asking about alcohol? Well, at the top of the hour, we typically have a toast, and I feel that I'm hearing from a lot of people, and I guess I'm just wondering, does Daddy get his juice? <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I love them. Did you see the uh, video that went viral of Anderson Cooper just absolutely losing it over the funny cat, some kind of a cat situation with John Mayer? Yes. John Mayer is in a cat cafe. (laughs) Yes. And these cats, it just, it was, (laughs) it was 
ridiculous oh, and so good. I love watching Anderson. Just He just cannot control himself. It's so funny when he can't stop laughing. And his laugh is like this little high-pitched, funny <laughs> yes. little laugh. And it's just great. Loved it. John Mayer was in a cat cafe in Tokyo. Yes. Uh, why? Why? Unclear. <laughs> but it was like... Don't you love the creativity, though? Yes. Like, imagine working on that broadcast. You're like, hey, I, like, you know, it'd be good to get John Mayer. Mayer. Where's John Mayer going to be? Uh, you call up John Mayer. Hey, John's going to be in Tokyo. Let's All see right. him do a cat cafe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. I love it. Uh, it was very funny. Yeah. I will say, being here in Minnesota, one thing that really stinks about New Year's is that we don't have a good midnight countdown. Um, maybe you could do something about that. Is this the year? That's right up your alley, Jason. Don't you think it's strange, though? Like, I remember, like, even the Dick Clark's New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. Well, that's at 11. Yeah. And so we were not watching TV at midnight Eastern time. But I seem to, it seems to me they used to delay it. So you could count down with, but but maybe they don't now that like yeah. it's uh, because you can see it on CNN or yeah. the internet or whatever. It wouldn't make sense. Right. But when we turned on the TV at like 1150, our choice was some sort of goofy Nashville scenario mm -hmm. where like they lowered a digital eighth note. Mm. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> that wasn't great. And then... uh. That's about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you're looking at sad, like emptied out Times Square on ABC. Yeah. There was just nothing really great for the central time zone. Um, I think you should make this your goal to be the host of some kind of a Twin Cities New Year's Eve ball drop next year. I, I You would love that. I would love it. Yeah. I would. I used to I did seriously propose this when I was working at TV. Yes. And all of the tech, like the on-air people thought this was a really good idea as long as they didn't have to do it. And all of the tech people were like, there's no way in hell that we're going to be here at midnight. I'm like, come yeah. on, guys. Like, what if you paid them more, you know? Right. Let's pay you more. We could, I feel like we could do that. Yes. Right? I think you need to make it happen. What if we could do it on the top of the WCCO radio building? And like drop a drop something. We could drop a, like a watermelon. Yeah, <laughs> we just could like, <laughs> just like be a good shot. Yeah, sort yep. of sad, a yeah. little sad, but like you know, there's something on the Nicollet Mall. You know, it, it can be done. It can be done with proper planning and commitment by the right people. Do you make resolutions? Um, just kind of in my head, Six, not really. Uh. 66% of millennials are over the classic resolution. Mm -hmm. uh, overall, a new survey, 55% of Americans think it's outdated. Mm -hmm. I've noticed all of these in and out lists. They seem very popular on social media yeah. right now. Here's what's in. I kind of like that. Yeah, that's fun. List of goals. Mm -hmm. I made some goals. I made a list of goals. What are your goals? My list of goals. Uh, I got to look. I've already forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> One of my goals is uh, to get stronger, stronger, yep. uh, like physical strength, not mentally. Who's stronger than me already? Just peak strength. Right. 
<laughs> so maybe it maybe it's time to join a gym. I haven't been in a uh, gym for a long time. Yeah. Relaunch my website. Mm-hmm. Uh, read more books. Mm-hmm. I would like, and I think I need to refine that goal to be like. 20 minutes a day. Right. Or even five pages. Yeah. Start small. And I would like get in the habit. I used to love to read. Me too. Yep. And the stupid uh, smartphone ruined it. And Just, my my addiction to it ruined it. I have a tip for you. Okay. First thing in the morning, right after you get up, make your coffee. You don't even look at that phone. And get yourself a book. Sit in your favorite mm. chair and read and drink your coffee for to start the 20 day. minutes. Yep, before you do anything, before the day even right. begins, you get that nice little time with yourself. I will try that. Good. And then a uh, drive time billboard. Oh, wouldn't that be life. nice? Yes. A billboard for the show. Mm-hmm. How about you? Any goals? My goals, I started some goals late in 2023 ah. that I've been doing very well with Perfect. that are health related. So my my goal is to just be consistent with some of the good habits I've already started. And then another goal I have is to finish a little book that I've started writing. Ah. It's nothing serious. Ah. It's a guidebook. Cool. It's, I know the title already, and I'm working on it every morning, first thing in the morning, and so far, so good. Good. All right. I love it. Good. Laura, thank you. Uh, Como Zoo is going viral on TikTok. We'll tell you why. What is driving the union of a couple Twin Cities credit unions uh, and what someone did when they stole a million bucks from their local employer? What did they spend that money on? We'll talk about it in the D-Rush Hour News headlines next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. January 2nd, 2024, time for the D-Rush Hour news headlines. You can always check these on our podcast, which you can look for. Uh, well, I don't know. Where do you look for podcasts? We're the Odyssey app as well. Como Zoo going viral uh, on TikTok because of Tiger Van. <laughs> so that is Ashley Verdag who is an education specialist at the zoo. The woman saying Mercedes is a model, like a Russian TikTok channel that has very fetching Russian models showing off luxury cars. And so Como Zoo takes Ashley, who's an education specialist. She tells the Star Tribune's Richard Chin that, you know, she amped up her Minnesotan accent just a little bit. Uh, She's got his, just a bunch of goofy videos in there. Uh, they got, I don't know, more than a million views doing this Tiger Van thing. TikTok is a weird, weird place. Uh, so congrats, to, I guess, to Ashley. I don't know what what is going viral on TikTok do for you if you're the Como Zoo. Probably nothing. But it seems well, it fun. It gets us talking about you anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Go to the zoo. Give him a couple bucks. What is driving the union of two major Twin Cities credit unions? 
Well, Dan Stoltz is going to have to update it. Dan Stoltz here with Blaze. Twin Cities Business Magazine writing about the Blaze merger. It took effect yesterday. January 1st is when Highway Credit Union merged into Spire. They renamed it Blaze because, you know, marijuana is legal now. So that's why they did it, I'm sure. Um, this new credit union will serve about a quarter million members. Assets of nearly $4 billion have 650 employees. They're the fourth biggest in the Twin Cities now. It is interesting. Minnesota credit unions maybe have an image of being really small. That's the advantage, right? Like you go you go to the credit union. They know you because it's the credit union for the company you work at. And, you know, there's Marge from accounting just popping in. That's sort of how it is. Well, now Minnesota credit unions, there are more than 2.1 million members. So in 2018, it was just 1.8 million, but the asset base has almost doubled from 24 billion to 40 billion. 40 billion dollars is a lot of money. In the scheme of banks, it's still nothing compared to the giant, big-time banks in the Twin Cities. But it's very interesting. Uh, this article talks about that. As consumers, we expect like the technology, right? You want to do the remote banking and all those other things. But you also want to have the branch office. So Spire had more branches. Highway had better technology. That's sort of how they ended up teaming up. Disturbing story in the New York Times on how child labor goes undetected by private auditors. Strong Minnesota tie in this story, which is not the kind of Minnesota tie we're proud of. Blois Olson highlighted it in his Lunch Take newsletter, New York Times story, that came out talking about this issue. Because the issue is that the... United States Department of Labor, it would take 100 years, according to the audit, uh, according to the article, for the Department of Labor to audit all of the factories and plants and everything in its purview. And what happens is, well, they tell this story, Walgreens used to get its uh, house brand jerky made in a Minnesota plant. So Walgreens hires a company to say like, hey, Can you go check out this plant to make sure there's no child labor, make sure there are no sexual harassment, make sure it's safe? So the auditor goes, but most auditors are only there for an eight-hour shift during the day. So the auditor goes through the day, says, looks fine, writes his report, and at night, 150 workers show up, including migrant children as young as 15, who are operating heavy machinery. It took four years. This meat snacks plant in Chandler, Minnesota, was busted by the Department of Labor this spring. But it underscores this issue. Times looked at, I don't know, 20 different firms and found all sorts of issues. Hard to know what the solution is when you have uh, people policing themselves. It's a problem. It always amazes me when somebody's able to steal a million bucks from their employer Paul Walsh in the Strib writing about an Eden Prairie woman arrested, accused of stealing more than a million dollars. She got a heck of a new wardrobe with her money. I mean, what do you this? This wasn't gambling. Often gambling is why people steal from their employees. Under police questioning, this woman said she has a problem with overspending. And this was a way to hide it from her husband. She used a company credit card to buy sixty three thousand dollars in clothing from a place in Vegas, $7,000 at the Cosmopolitan Hotel there. 
$8,100 at the Westin in Edina. What the heck's going on at the Westin in Edina? It's, it's pretty nice. Pretty nice. Oof. That is the D-Rush Hour News headlines at 531. Back in a minute, a Star Tribune reporter, Maya Rao, will join us. Uh, talking about a really interesting story about refugees. How many refugees came to Minnesota over the last year? Facts versus the hysteria. Maya will break it down for us in a minute. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. 